Hello, hello, good evening, welcome. Happy Thursday, everyone. You are joining our Facebook Live with Minu Marielle, in case this is the first time you've come on board. And this is the 24th Pearl of Wisdom tonight. So Minu will be unveiling how we move from regret to rejoice. So exciting. Um, there are seven pathways in which to transform your experience from regret into the celebration vibe of rejoicing. And she will be giving us those secrets tonight. So you are in for a treat. So we stream live both on Facebook and Zoom and welcome everyone. We always come on a few minutes early on our Facebook. We're going to be bringing in some of our guests tonight that are standing by on Zoom. And this little hidden secret, this 24th Pearl of Wisdom, wow, how exciting. Um, this is one of, has been one of the most powerful, most powerful experiences that Minu's ever had. So you can just imagine now that we're going to be able to obtain this information and learn from Minu, I know I'm excited. So thank you for joining us for this delightful experience. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, just bring our other guests in. So thank you so much for coming on board tonight. I'm Catherine Hollis-Peters, and I'm your host for this evening. And Minu Marielle is our master who will be gracing us with this very practical knowledge combined with spiritual wisdom. So she'll be telling you a little bit more as we move forward with this 24th Pearl of Wisdom. So thank you all for coming. And you, like I said, you are in for a treat. And we have many of our regulars joining tonight. So I'm gonna go ahead and bring them in. So welcome everyone. Welcome to Renell and hello, David, I see you and Helene and hi, Renell. Thank you guys for coming. We have the 24th Pearl of Wisdom that Minu will be unveiling tonight. So the seven pathways to transform your experience from regret into the celebration vibe of rejoicing. So that's what we're up to tonight. We're always so happy to have you join and I'm in the background handling uh, everybody coming in. So if you have any questions, anything you need to chat about, feel free to just put that in the chat and I'll make sure that that information gets to me new. So we are so excited that everyone is joining us for this delightful journey. We are also streaming on Facebook Live and tonight is about the 24th Pearl of Wisdom, Regret to Rejoice. So as Minu said earlier tonight, this is one of her favorites. So I know I'm going to be so excited as she unveils this 24th Pearl of Wisdom. Um, as always, she surprises and delights. That's why we show up every week. Uh, we also have some newcomers coming tonight. So welcome to those of you who haven't been on for a while and for those of you who are uh, brand new, you will love this, this beautiful wisdom that Minu shares with us. So, and Minu is here with us tonight. So, you know, I always wonder like, where is Minu? <laughs> so where are you tonight, Minu? <laughs> I'm still in Berlin. I'm at my place in Berlin. <laughs> I could have sworn you had a different backdrop this morning when um, we were on the morning meditation. Was that just my imagination? No, it was a different backdrop. It was at my uh, my daughter-in-law's uh, parents' place. Ah, so. okay. Oh, that's right. You said you were in the basement. I do remember. So, yeah. well, we're so excited now for this twenty-fourth pearl of wisdom. Um, I was just filling everyone in that moving from regret to rejoice in these seven pathways. I can't wait. I'm always, if you guys don't have your paper and pen handy, now might be a time to get it because Minu will definitely give you more than you can imagine tonight. So she always surprises and delights. And I'm going to go ahead and mute everyone. If you guys are not muted, let's go ahead and do that for Minu. Welcome everyone. And I'm going to turn it over to Minu so that we can get started. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you so much. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this one. I mean, this is something that has, if there was one emotion that really interfered with uh, ease, joy, and grace in my life, it was regret. Um, and it's been an absolute joy to recognize what regret truly is 
in terms of how it has supported me in my life. We have a particular methodology that we use. Um, and those who have been to, into the journey into miracles have experienced that um, regret, in fact, is one of the sergeant majors that is there to, um, to support us, to live the calling of our soul. So for me, when I uncovered what regret is, it is really a sergeant major that is driving forth um, my connection to resolve. So it only shows up when I lose my connection to resolve. Uh, and I get distracted and resolved about something that does not support the realization of my soul's calling. That's when regret shows up. Now, that's a big body of work. And you go on, on quite an intensive journey to miracles to uncover that. How can anybody and everybody have the ability to flick the switch? To flick the switch so regret switches from regret to rejoice. And that was the quest that I had put out there and uncovered these seven insights. And as you start implementing each of these insights, you start walking that particular pathway. The moment you, you focus on that insight, that switch is flicked and regret can switch to rejoice. And your walking the pathway enables you to enjoy the journey of that transformation into rejoice. So I've made a few notes, which I never ever make. And that's only so that I remember the exact words of the insights. So I might just pick up my bit of paper to glance to, through them. Um, but first, let's understand the emotion of regret and, the, and rejoice, the action of rejoice. So here's the thing. There is a difference between an emotion word and an action word. Regret is an emotion word. It's an emotion which you feel and rejoice is the action. And in that act, uh, in the um, engagement of the act of rejoicing, regret, literally layers and layers of regret just peel away. Now, when you have, so this is really the first insight to get that regret is an emotion and rejoice is an action. An emotion expressed in the form of a word by literally choosing to act in a way that is contrary to that emotion, the emotion loses its charge straight away. So when you have that experience of regret and you know that in an emotion word, you can transform any emotion literally by a click of a finger or a flick of a switch. So the moment you choose to flip that switch and you engage in an action to do with rejoicing, regret already stops having a grip on you. It's as if your ankles had these clamps around them. You know, like in those, in those torture museums, you see those ankle clamps with big metal spikes. It's as if you had those around your ankles. And the moment you flip and say, okay, I'm going to act, take the action of rejoicing, it's as if the lock on those, on those ankle um, torture grips, just the clasp breaks, breaks off. Now, you've still got to take that step forward to step out of that clasp, but the grip is gone. And the way, just... See, the moment you make a decision and that grip releases, 
if you remain standing there, you will still feel the, the prickliness of that clasp that was there around your ankles. So you have to take that step forward. And it begins with you making that choice. Now, when you are in the experience of regret, it's a little bit difficult to think that you can act, act, act out, rejoice. So this is where I say that given that you experience regret, you, you make that choice. So that is a step, that is the first step you're taking. You, you're not, your step isn't to start rejoicing. Your first step is you're the step of your, you making that choice. You're making that choice that I'm actually going to engage in action. When your experience is the experience of regret, the action, when you choose to be in action about it and you create the intention that you're flipping this switch, the switch, the, the on side, um, the other side of that switch is rejoice. So the first step is you making that choice. Now, at every step you can actually choose not to go ahead. Now, once you make that choice, it's up to you to take that step forward. What is that step forward? The, what, the step that you're taking forward is the action to do with rejoicing. So insight number one is regret to rejoice. And it is a, it is a flip of a switch where regret is an, is, is an emotion and on the flip side is the action of rejoice that that every that literally takes the the grip of regret away now regret is also a big emotion so to get to a state of regret you know it is it, is, it would be something pretty substantial that would have gotten you to that state of regret so I get it, I empathize, that it can take some time. Regret is such an emotion that when you flip that switch and enter the actions of rejoicing, every step you take, you are literally going deeper and deeper and deeper into the experience of rejoicing. So here's the other thing to remember. We are still on insight number one. Here's the thing to remember, that you have an emotion word, which is regret, and action is rejoice, which actually results in an experience. So an action word results in an experience of rejoicing. And when you have an action word, that you are embarking on that that turns into an experience then that experience multiplies and literally it is like one thing leads to another leads to another and it builds on builds and builds until where you are is in the realm of rejoicing in my world you do not put your mind away to one side you take your mind with you. You take your mind. My, your mind is such a powerful spinner of tales. You know? And it is, it is anchored in... It is anchored in, um, in past and future. So bringing your mind along when you are actually taking the action of rejoicing and the act of the action of rejoicing creates starts to create that little bit of that experience of rejoicing and then you take another step and you take another step and then you take another step and like forest gump you stand up and you start running those clasps of those things that were literally like the, the movie forest gump where all those things that he had on his on his legs just break away and drop off and off you go. 
your mind is with you all the way and when that multiplier starts to kick in it relaxes and then what your experience of life is a function of your choices and by that time you have realized that okay i'm just taking the act the action of rejoicing here's the other piece to remember that any time remember i talk about miracles i am a guide and mentor to your miracles and a miracle to me is where something beautiful occurs that makes your heart sing your heart is beating that is the song of the heart you know so what is it singing about if you can just in 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 choosing what is it that i rejoice i am you know really engrossed in this experience of regret what can i find that that is there to rejoice about just remember you know when you go into this place that there is nothing there well your heart is beating isn't it so it is singing what is it singing about and you may just find initially it could be your fingers it could be your eyes it could be the fact that you can even feel that feeling of regret and know that you're not emotionless just pick little things big things it may just be a ladybird you've just seen it's a ladybird mating season here i think right now in berlin and yeah like i said there are lots of forests so it's like crazy to see all these ladybirds in you know, a clusters of two like <laughs> on the floor as you're walking <laughs> navigating mating ladybirds little bit different than navigating landmines <laughs> it's like one wildness to another you know every step it's it was quite fun as i was preparing for this particular pearl of wisdom thinking okay what am i going to rejoice about there is a lot to feel regret about right now in terms of certainly what's going on in my home country or in my motherland actually <laughs> i know it's not my home country home is where i am so regret is the emotion word any emotion word can be flipped and switched by the action word that is its pair that is its twin the twin of regret as the action word uh, as the as the emotion word the action word that twins with it is rejoicing and rejoicing is an action it's not just sitting and making a mental list of things you can rejoice about it's about engaging in the action of rejoicing and that is what actually flips the switch I mean, this imagery you know it it made a very big difference to me recognizing that the moment i go into regret i've got those you know the the horror chamber ankle clamps with those big metal spikes and the moment i take the action of rejoicing the first act of rejoice the moment i make that choice the clasp breaks open and i start taking the action of rejoicing that i'm taking that step out of the clasp and then i move forward and like forest gum in no time at all i'm running that's the first insight it is always useful you know at converting this insight into a pathway that you can continue to walk on it is always useful to acknowledge the lay of the land what are you actually feeling regret about and you will discover for yourself that even though that emotion feels all encompassing what you really feel regret about will be something very very specific i'm not saying it's small it could be big but it will be something very very specific and it will be to do with a choice that you made even though at the time that you're experiencing regret your connection may be to the environment outside or to a per another person the when you start acknowledging what are you actually feeling regret about 
you will notice that it really is something very specific and it is to do with you. And all there is to do, you can engage in the action of beating yourself up, you know, or you can actually re even rejoice in discovering this, that, ah, it's something that I did. And now that I know this, I don't have to fall into that, that uh, trap again. Because when I take, do that kind of stuff, it becomes a train wreck. That in itself, that, in, that understanding itself is a very powerful um, ingredient that you can take on and rejoice about. The second insight. The second insight is, and this is also the, the pathway, which is a, a switch from responsible, where you're feeling responsible and burdened by the weight of responsibility to responsible, which is ability to respond. Really, responsibility is the ability to respond. So when you get that, make that connection, that, you know, and, and this is you making the connection to what are you actually saying? You know, we attribute stuff that really becomes burdensome. You know, I am responsible for this. And that's good. But remember, when you take on something that you're responsible for, keep that finger on the pulse to ensure that you are continually enriching your ability to respond and not allowing yourself to get burdened by responsible or responsibility. Responsibility, the way, we, the way it is quite often exercised is with a tinge of heaviness. Ability to respond, on the other hand, is enriched by a lightness of being. Your ability to respond will become harder and tougher if you allow yourself to get more and more and more burdened by responsibility in its heavy form. The innate, this is the exciting part for me, which is why this insight is one of the flip, one of the switch flippers, you know? The innate vibe, every word, and again, this is a huge body of work. Some of you know it more deeply than others in, in, in how I've shared about it. The thing to remember is that every word, every word has an innate vibration. And I'm not just talking about English words, I'm talking about any word in any language that has an innate vibration. The innate vibration of responsibility is lightness of being. Now, when you act contrary to the innate vibration of the word, it literally becomes like this heavy ball of lead that's just landed on your shoulders. Has all sorts of impact on you. That's why, you know, when people feel overly responsible, you know, the back starts going, um, shoulder issues occur, neck issues occur. Well, because literally it is like this big ball of lead that's just landed on your shoulders that you're carrying around being responsible. Forgetting that connection to the innate vibe of the word responsibility is ability to respond to respond. So all there is to do here in walking this pathway of responsible to able to respond, so responsibility to flicking that to ability to respond, is to get clear on all those things that you feel that heaviness about in terms of 
what you are responsible for. And how do you know whether it is the burdensome responsibility or it is a lightness of being responsible, ability to respond? You have a little tinge of yuckiness or a big dollop of yuckiness. And you know, one of the biggest um, dollop of yuckiness in the context of responsibility that many people carry, and I certainly did for many, many years, is the responsibility of making our loved ones happy. You know, it's one of, it's a big one. And it really interferes in our ability to respond. So we are often not present with our loved ones because we are responsible to make them happy. But then we stop being present and it gets intensely frustrating for them. I remember, you know, in that, in that phase of my life where I was this guilt-ridden single mom, really carrying that responsibility of making my son happy as a single mom. And it's as if I got to a point where there was nothing that I could do was right, you know. I just had to think of something else and something else and something else. And at one point, he was, we were just in this complete breakdown. He was like eight or nine or something. And I was feeling, and there's nothing I could do to make him happy. Feeling really quite a failure at the time. No, I think he was seven. And he turns around and saying, Ma, I'm happy. Why are you sad? And I said, oh, you're happy. What's making you happy? And he says, well, it's, and he told all sorts of things. And there was nothing that I had done that had made him happy, but it was various other things that he, he talked about. And then he says, well, it's up to me to be happy. I just want you. I don't want you to solve my problems. I don't, you know, it, I don't want you to not be here, go away and do something because you think I want, I want you. I want you to be here. So have a think about it. If you're someone for whom, you know, you're, it's, you feel it is your responsibility to make somebody else's happy, it isn't really. If I made myself happy, I wouldn't be running around trying to find another gift and another toy and another play date or another sleepover for my son. He just wanted me for the time that I was there and I wasn't present because I was being, you know, carrying this responsibility to make him happy as opposed to enriching my ability to respond by being in a dance, present. The next, the third insight. The third insight is it's encroached, feeling encroached by this, that, and the other. You know, it looks, oh, oh, and when you flip that switch and you enter rejoicing, you actually enter the realm of experiencing feeling enthralled. So again, and, and being feeling encroached upon is as if we are, we are burdened or we are interfered with. You know, we allow things to encroach upon our time, upon our, upon our energy, upon our resources. And it becomes a very depleting experience. And we then, then, in no time at all, it literally starts to clasp that, that weight around our ankles. So when you feel that tinge of 
oh, I'm, I'm encroached upon or my boundaries have been crossed or anything like that. Interrupted straight away by knowing that nothing encroaches upon your space if you honor your space. So the pathway to move from encroached to enthralled is focusing on honoring you. Dignity is the key to switch from feeling encroached to enthralled. I mean, you literally, you're feeling encroached upon, your boundaries have been violated, or suddenly you've got something else that you hadn't quite planned for and you're now, you've chosen to react or respond to it. The thing is, when we feel encroached upon, it becomes, a, we enter the realm of blame. And when you've entered the realm of blame, you actually stop playing the game. And what is the game that we are playing? Literally, the planet is a playground. And we have, just by our soul being, choosing to be a player on this playground, we've chosen to be players. What is this game that we are playing? The intention of this game is aliveness. The pathway to aliveness is living our life. And that is the only purpose to life, to live, to live our life, to live it, and experience the intention of aliveness. So the, the, at the first hint of, oh, I'm feeling encroached, you already know there's a yuckiness there. It could be an undertone or it could be a full-blown experience. But at the first instant, interrupt that pattern and honor yourself. Honor yourself by recognizing that this experience of feeling encroached has occurred because you have made that choice to allow it to do so. And rather than beating yourself up, it's like, okay, in, even in a situation like this, I was able to exercise my choice that's worthy of honoring. And that itself starts you off into the realm of enthrallment. And then you can look at what else is there about you that you can honor. And then what else is there? And then, oh, and another one. And suddenly, that experience of feeling encroached upon goes away as a depleter of vitality. And in that space of honoring yourself, you've reclaimed one of the things that you're born with, which is dignity. And you're standing in the honoring of your own worthiness. And you can experience being enthralled by it. And of course, it multiplies the actions that are rejoicing actions. And there is no, you know, the vibe is, is, is not conducive for, the, for regret as an emotion to exist. The fourth one, the fourth insight is gloom. Gloom to grace. So regret is an emotion. To me, it was a very gloomy one. And it's only when I started looking at what's, what is it that I can appreciate? What is it that I can be grateful for? I saw that gloom just disappears. I also saw in the gloomiest of moments, I can, should I choose to, find something that I can be grateful for. And for me, you know, because I had spent years 
years, 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 decades, in fact, really covering up emotions. And, you know, I, I was even trained um, in by um, in, in the UK to absolutely have no expression of my emotions. In this, you know, one month long training where we were all these very senior people, uh, C-suite people from the public services, and we were going through this training. And one of their biggest challenges with me was I smiled too much. And I was very quick to say sorry. So in the role plays, it was really hammered into me late hours of the night to stop smiling, stop opening my mouth so much when I speak. You know, that stiff upper lip. And never say sorry. So gloom was quite a natural state for me to get into anytime I experienced regret because there was no let out at all. So for me, when I understood this insight about flipping regret to rejoice, gloom to grace, I didn't understand what grace was. I understood gratitude. And I'm gonna talk a bit about grace because it is such a powerful presence as a word in our midst. And, and in an instant, your presence, grace, gloom disappears. It like literally, it's if the anchors are gone. It, it's a strange story, but I had, uh, I had the privilege of spending nine years in Bali. And there are lots and lots of geckos and lizards and stuff. And they're always there in your house. Um, you know, and so sometimes when I'm like, I was going through my periods of silence and there I am looking at the ylang ylang roof and all these wonderful creatures are, you know, poking their eyes out and looking at me and I see them starting to climb the walls. I realized that they have these, these sticky clasps on their, on their feet, you know, and they just clasp the walls and that's why they're able to climb up and down and 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 there were there were times when the Balinese would wash the walls in a certain way and that stickiness wouldn't stick and you had all these lizards trying to climb up or if they were up they were just sliding down and this gloom to grace is a little bit like that the moment grace comes in it's like that that stickiness disappears and you just slide down gloom's gone there's nothing to clasp onto So what's this power in grace that does that? So for me, because I didn't understand grace, I did understand gratitude. Gloom to grace was one of my periods of silence, is one of the silent wisdom body of work, which of the three days, I must have spent two and a half days on unraveling this gloom part realizing how attached we become to staying in gloom. And the moment you bring in gratitude or appreciation, you start to move away from that. If you brought in grace, that's it. There is nothing to clasp onto and you slide down wherever you may be. Now, what is grace? There is, gratitude is powerful. Appreciation is beautiful. Grace is recognizing that which you're grateful for as a blessing. And when, you're, when what you are grateful for, what you appreciate becomes a blessing that you are counting it only takes the act of counting your blessings to experience bliss. The innate vibration of grace is bliss. 
So, you know, you've all, most of you have learned to create your gratitude journal, you know, or go on a rampage of appreciation. What if you took everything that you write, that you are grateful for, as a blessing? And what if you can't, you're in a state of gloom and you can't think of anything to be grateful for at this point, which can happen. Just start by, for the heck of it, recognizing you as a blessing. And it may feel, whatever has occurred, you may not feel very proud of what's occurred. So you may not think of you as a blessing. Well, what if you did? Just for, to get that, to break the pattern. And get started with grace. When you don't feel that, that, that great about yourself, and I'm saying to you, for the heck of it, recognize you as a blessing. And you do it just so that that, that switch flips. And it may be a fluorescent light that takes a little bit of time to switch on, you know, but the, the switch has flipped and the flicker starts to occur. And you know that flicker is going to turn on the light. And what's the light turning on and what is it showing? It's showing you that which you can rejoice and regret starts to fall away. So if you're not feeling that great about you and you're in that gloomy space, and I'm saying, and you followed my instructions and you're saying, okay, I, I'm, I'm recognizing the blessing of me. I still am not feeling anything. Okay, what about me? That is a blessing. Or it could be, what, what in my being I recognize as a blessing? And it could be my intellect, my intellect that allows me to go on a spin, my analytical ability that gets me to overanalyze. Ah, what else? And you know, so literally always, you either begin with you and go deep within, or you go outside of you and go really far out there, but keep bringing it in to you. Because remember, anything in the outside that you would see as a blessing is, is a blessing to you because of your ability to actually be able to see it and experience it. That in itself is a blessing that you have, inside or outside. It is your world that you have created. And you can keep looking at it through the lens of gloom, in, in which case you're not engaged in anything. As an action, like in physical action, you are engaged in the, in the mental, um, judgmental space of if, you know, have uh, just spouting your opinions about whatever is occurring and there's nothing wrong or bad in that. The fact that you can do that, that in itself is a blessing. The key thing to remember with these insights that enable you to flip the switch from regret to rejoice is you, un you get the insight and choose to walk that walk your your pathway and there is a pathway that opens up based on the action that you take when you are implementing any of these insights the action from gloom to grace is the action of counting your blessings knowing that the intention of grace is, is bliss.
the fifth one. The fifth insight is revolt to reliance. So regret was such a strong emotion for me that I would, it would really instigate me to revolt against the person or the project or whatever that may be that is causing me to experience regret. And that revolt would be expressed in the form of sometimes in terms of big issues, meta issues around the world, in the form of activism. And other times it would be in the form of really doing, retaliating, or in the form of walking away, or in the form of becoming combative. In all of those situations, I was bringing in a presence of uncertainty and unknown. Because the only intention that, that I was working with at the time was revolting against this. And I had lots of justifications. I'm revolting because I believe in this and I believe in that. And this is right and that is wrong. And the undertone in all of those experiences was regret. So this, is, this particular insight really does get you to stop in your tracks and take note of what was the trigger that got you sucked into that realm of revolt. And understanding the triggers reveals it to your conscious mind. Remember, mind always goes along in my world. You do not ignore it, even for a moment. In your honoring of your mind, you achieve the freedom and the unleashment to switch from surviving to thriving. Bring your mind along. It takes care of survival. Your mind is not, you, don't, you try to shut it out. Your mind screams so loud that you land up only hearing that which keeps you in a state of survival. So understanding the triggers is very much a, it's like, it's a juice. It's a rocket fuel for the mind. So the mind now gets, ah, okay. She or he is not gonna get reckless here. They do understand the triggers. But really what you're doing here is in understanding the triggers of revolt, you can choose what action you take when you do get triggered. It does not have to be an automatic response. Because you know from your own experience in the past, go back. I mean, I, when I did this body of work on myself, I literally said, okay, last five years, where did this revolt come in? You know, and in the last decade or so, it's really been these meta issues around the world, which is where the revolt action has, has been triggered, if, if it has. And then I went, you know, 10 years ago and 15 years ago and 20 years ago just so that I understood all that was all that constituted the trigger. The trigger, the vibe of a trigger is go. That's innate vibe of a trigger. So recognizing your trigger and then knowing that it is a trigger and it shifted from one that spurred me into revolt to one that, that propelled me to recognize in amidst this, what can I rely upon? 
and it strengthened my understanding of myself and it it really has contributed in huge ways for me to know that whatever occurs anywhere i can rely on me to make the choice that is in service of my highest good and my highest good is really in service of this planet being a place where expecting and accepting miracles are the norm that's the game that i am playing i'm a player of so me living my life resulting in aliveness is expecting and accepting miracles as my norm and that's what i that's what i experience and that's what i share and that's what i engage people in so this was a really big one going around on these revolt forays what drunken walks all over the place taking my eye off choosing the fastest route the diagonal route to go from where i am to what i intend to occur the revolt piece just took me on these crazy drunken walks and really what is that drunk about what is that drunk on these triggers so understanding the triggers is an important one because it it shows you that you will get triggered triggered because the innate vibration of a trigger is go and you can go revolt you can go reliance you will go when a trigger occurs you will go trigger could be a tone of voice could be a fragrance <laughs> could be any could be lots of triggers there's such a wide variety of triggers the trigger technologies is is i haven't even revealed it yet but it's quite a powerful one but understanding the innate vibe of trigger is go then where do i go let's shift that association and therefore a trigger triggering me into deepening my understanding of reliance what can i actually rely upon that was the key to me understanding what dignity is which is the honoring of my own worthiness it's a very exciting experience powerful insight and the pathway is consciously the pathway really is recognizing your triggers and know that you have the ability to the moment a trigger is 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 happens it's like literally get set ready go you go towards reliance so in your free time even taking 2 minutes a day from your me time you just jot down a few things that you know you can rely upon in yourself things that you know that you can rely upon whatever they may be and your reliance connection starts to grow and increase so the next time you get triggered the go goes towards reliance the sixth the sixth insight is entrenched to engaged now in the context uh, so entrenched as a vibe is it's immersive the innate vibe of entrenchment is immersive it's like you really immerse yourself and that's a really beautiful quality to have except when you're in the realm of regret you know becoming entrenched in regret was like those there were layers immediately you put on 
layers and layers and layers of veils and shrouds of all kind that you know you things become hazy at first you can't quite see what's so and after a while you even stop seeing it just becomes really dark i'm not saying that you don't get entrenched in those aspects that make your heart sing you can in the context of regret the insight you are to get is wallowing in it takes you down the entrenched train wreck path it's a path to a train wreck and a very rapid one so when you experience regret you and you, and you feel like you're you're becoming entrenched in in it or you're entering that space interrupt that and become really engaged with what is it that's that is causing me to experience this regret you become engaged with it and you become engaged with it by choosing the action where you're heading towards rejoice so engaging and, and mo- a lot of the time when it is something that we regret that we are feeling regretful about or experiencing regret towards we start avoiding it and i'm saying that action of avoidance is and ent- leading you into entrenchment so it's of this is a really powerful one becoming engaged instead even if you are now applying your conscious thinking on what is it that i'm feeling regret about that act of getting engaged brings back that understanding of you are the choice in your matter and then you can go into choosing the choice of rejoicing and if you could begin by having interrupted that slippery slope of being entrenched in regret and then look at something else that you can rejoice and something else and you go forward from there this is the key thing to remember that the moment you are entering the realm of becoming entrenched in in regret or in whatever it is that you feel out of control in you are immediately into that slippery slope which is a sure shot train wreck choice so the sooner you understand where you're going with it the faster you're able to enter the realm of rejoicing and the way you do that the pathway is engage in it don't ignore it engage in it engage in it because remember regret you don't do regret it's an emotion when you engage in something the action is going to be something di- is not regret it's an emotion when you start getting entrenched in it you will un- discover and create all sorts of um actions that enable you to wallow in it longer and longer and it is in that wallowing experience is where you interrupt your own pattern and engage in engaging by acknowledging what is it that you're regretful about that in itself takes away the hold it has on you and then you can choose the action where you start acting on what is it that you've identified that you can rejoice in and the seventh inside 
This is a fun one, which is from traumatized to tantalized. Regret. <laughs> For me, it was the most traumatizing experience, regret. Just like the, the futility, the uselessness, you know, of whatever it is that I was, that I had engaged in, that hadn't quite transpired. And therefore I was engaged in this regret. And this is the thing to get with an emotion such as regret. Because there is that, 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 that vibe of helplessness, hopelessness, uselessness, futility. What's the point? It's traumatizing. It's an emotion that begets more of the same. In no time at all, a simple regret can become a very serious trauma. And there is really, when, when, you, when you allow that wallowing in regret to take place, it becomes traumatizing very rapidly. Now, the good thing is, when you flip that switch, the, on the flip side of being traumatized is tantalized. And that is a conscious choice in the context of switching from regret to rejoicing. Looking at what is there that is so tantalizing. And I look for yumminess. What is there that gives me that warm, fuzzy, yummy feeling? But first you have to make that choice of interrupting the slide down the trauma lane. And often it calls for you to release any drama you may hold around that which is causing regret which is why it's useful to understand what is it that I really am regretful about. And zooming it and honing it down to, you know, at a nuanced level, what it actually is, so much easier to switch into the rejoicing aspect. So understanding this insight that, and, and enables you, it enables you to interrupt your pattern which will arise from going down the trauma lane, you can proactively get tantalized and start rejoicing, living your life, experiencing aliveness. With that, I hand it back to you, Catherine. Wow, you know, I see some of those that are in the audience clapping. And I have to say, I did not see a single person not taking notes. I think this, you were right about the wow on this one. Oh my goodness. It's like, where have these tools been? If only we had known. <laughs> Thank you so much. I know we're right at time, but if, um, if, if everyone could just put a word, a closing comment, anything that you'd like, for me new to have tonight as we sign off. I know for me, this was just incredibly abundant, amazing. It was so, I was in awe the entire time. It was just like, aha, aha, light bulb, light bulb, light bulb. So thank you so much, Minu. Absolutely beautiful, wonderful night. I know my hands are, I think somebody slipped in number, whoever came in as participant 21, I missed you completely. My apologies, because I was so fast typing and uh, writing. But I want to just thank you all and thank you, Minu. And if everyone would like to write their closing comments, I will read them for Minu. So here we go. Delicious. Yes. Rejoicing from this. Delicious, tantalized. <laughs> Thank you so much. Rejoicing in the divinity on and is the planet. Wow. Another wow. <laughs> so rich. <laughs> Yummy. For those of you who are newcomers tonight, yeah, you hit the jackpot. This was, this was quite amazing. Not that they're not all amazing, but this one was particularly tantalizing. 
Oh, yes. Wisdom. Taking back myself from myself. Bravo, Vince. Glorious. Oh, my goodness. Another wow. Yes, yes, yes. I think we can all say a big wow and like a the hand of an applause for Minu and this incredible wisdom that's come through her tonight. So thank you all. Thank you for joining yeah. Minu. It's been so tantalizing <laughs> being in this last hour with you. I almost don't want it to end. So thank you so much, everyone. All amazing rejoicing and bliss from this beautiful session. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will see those of you who joined Beyond Meditation on Saturday. Thank you. Bye-bye.